0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, January 27th. Yes, I'm at home today uh, trying to get a couple things finished up before I go to the office, but uh, didn't want to miss out on this day uh, to really talk to you about what's happening in the marketplace and to remind you about our core retirement design process, uh, the process of helping you design a retirement you have dreamed of. So give us a call at 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit. And with that, guess what? We got Dave coming up here in just a few seconds.
1: Point seven. <laughs> Annie Lennox, your rhythmics there and uh, sweet dreams. Hey, good morning. It's 8.41 here, and uh, it's time to check in and see what's going on with money this morning. Yesterday was, well, let's just start it off by saying it was weird. Let's see if we can straighten some of the mixed messages out by checking in with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services. He's on the phone again this morning. Boy, what a busy day on the macro side, Philip. Yesterday was strange after the Fed report came out, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it really was, you know, but but you and I expected that uh, when the Fed numbers came out or, or the meeting notes kind of came out that that we would see a little bit of uh, more volatility as if we haven't seen enough already.
1: Yeah, there wasn't enough. Right. What was interesting to me was at 2 p.m. when the actual Fed decision was released. Stocks inched upward. The Dow went up about 35 points in the first 15 minutes after the release came out. Then Jay Paulson comes in for his press conference and uh, uses the phrase, we have quite a bit of room for rate hikes. And at that point in time, the Dow fell 700 points between then and the end of the day. S&P went down by over 100, and uh, the NASDAQ went down by over 500. Normally, you expect the Fed chair to try to reassure everybody, and he just added upset to the mix, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I guess he did. So I guess based on what you just said, we should be really happy then that the Dow only ended up down uh, 130 points, and the S&P only ended up down 6.5%, and the NASDAQ actually ended up eking out about a $3 gain.
1: Yeah, that, that, that the net result is kind of like the, the other side of the fence that we were talking about the other day, that you know, we had a 1,000-point swing during the day and eked out a very little gain. Well, this time it was a monster swing right afterwards and it gave us just modest losses for the day. But no big difference between yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. We got a lot of volatility, and the intraday trading is enough to make anybody addicted to Dramamine, isn't it?
0: I mean, welcome. Welcome to volatility. Um, it has definitely arrived. And, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, Dave, I think it's going to be here for a little while as we continue to see, uh, you know, kind of like Toad's Wild Ride at Disney World.
1: That's a pretty good term for it, and I think, I think your prediction is coming to be more true than mine. I was hoping for a little bit of certainty after Paulson's press conference was over. He just added more uncertainty and more discontent to it by not giving uh, any kind of firm guidance, just saying, hey, we can do a lot here, which is exactly what the market didn't want to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, hey, yesterday after you and I got off the radio, the new home sales came out. Uh, yeah, what did they do? And so they, they actually did, did very well. Came in at 811,000 for December. Uh, that was up uh, a little over 50,000 better than expected and uh, almost uh, 90,000 better than the previous month.
1: Well, that explains why we were maintaining some decent gains until Paulson opened his mouth. Add that into the uh, good news we start out this morning with, and uh, just maybe, maybe we might actually have a positive day today. Probably the biggest number of the bunch is the first look at the gross domestic product growth during the fourth quarter of last year. That's uh, the first of three looks, so it's likely to be revised, but the market was expecting 5.5% GDP growth. We ended up getting 6.9%, and I mean, that's, that's a monster beat on a big number like that.
0: It really is, Dave. And so we can only hope that it stays somewhere in that ballpark as they continue to revise it. You know, we're never, I mean, yeah, sometimes they revise it up, but I'm guessing as big as that number is that it's uh, more likely than not that it'll get revised down. I mean, the expectation was five and a half. And let's face it, if we ended up somewhere between five and a half and 6.9, that would still be an incredible uh, fourth quarter GDP number.
1: And especially when you consider just all of the challenges we had with all the COVID scares we've had, uh, we haven't had to shut the country down, but some localities have been making it more difficult to go in and out of businesses, especially the big cities up east and out in California. You'd expect a little bit of challenge on that. So actually to beat the number during the fourth quarter, uh, that's it's almost if everything else were good, it'd be kind of a break out the champagne time, I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, if the Fed hadn't opened their mouth yesterday, you're probably right.
1: <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> uh, the other real pleasant surprise for the day that came out was consumer spending. They released that number earlier than expected. Uh, your prediction had an actual decrease in consumer spending during last month. Uh, the number came out of the government. And they said we spent 3.3% more last month. Once again, good news yep. for the economy overall.
0: You're right, Dave. It sure did. And uh, hey, I need to get this phone call real quick. Sorry, but uh, it did do better than expected.
1: Okay, I'll, uh, I'll complete the effort. Fair enough. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Just to fill you in, the other major macros that came up in the process, the uh, jobless claims that come out every Thursday, pretty much on target. They were expecting 265,000. They got 280. uh, they, They got 260, a slight beat, but still pretty close to being on target. Good news is the fact that they continue to decline by a little bit. Continuing claims, people that are staying on unemployment, again, a small uh, except the small miss, but we're talking about 20,000 people more than they expected, 1.68 million staying on unemployment. Durable goods orders were really the only bad news in the bunch. That's been factories and businesses ordering stuff they expect to last. They expected a decline of about six-tenths of a percent. They got nine-tenths of a percent decline, so that's a little bit of a fly in the ointment. Philip, you back again?
0: I'm back. I'm back. I just, I had some trades. I had to confirm there real quick. So, oh, um, I yeah, hear you. So we're We're back. And uh, and so you're right. I mean, it uh, man, if we just could rely on these numbers and without the Fed, I I think we would be uh, bouncing up pretty good today. But 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 we got to consider the Fed did. Yeah, we we got issues and and we know that inflation has got to be tamed and that's um, that's going to continue to weigh on us.
1: Yeah, As I, I've analogized it to castor oil before, so, b- before it is probably not a bad thing. We know the Fed needs to do something to control inflation. We know it's not going to be good short term for equities. And it sure would be nice to have you know uh, an actual plan that we knew we could count on, because that would at the very least make the correction or even a short bear market a lot easier to tolerate, because we'd have an idea of where we're going. These thousand point swings inside the day is enough to give everybody a Dramamine case, sure, isn't it? Man.
0: Yeah, sure will i tell you ups and downs and you just don't know where you're going to end up at the end of the day
1: absolutely so good stuff that we need to have done that isn't good for the market and good stuff in the economy that's going to give us a little upward tick uh let's do a couple three we got enough room for a couple three reports have you got some of the household names that you want to tell us about
0: oh we got a we got a you know we got a bunch today so let's start out with a couple that uh that you know will be uh They they had some good numbers. So Comcast came out, right? Comcast, Mm -hmm. they beat by four cents a share. Revenue was ahead of forecast. Uh, They increased their dividend by 8% and increased their share buyback program by $10 billion. So before everything got going this morning, they were actually up about 1.1%. Well, somebody's looked through everything, and they just aren't happy. I don't know if it's the buyback or if it's the dividend, what it is. It's got people a little upset, but they're actually down about a half a percent this morning, Dave.
1: Well, poop. That just, again, we're doing counterintuitive reactions. Any good news?
0: Um, you know, let's look at a little piece of bad, bad news. McDonald's. Who would have ever oh. thought? McDonald's down. They, they missed by 11 cents a share. Um, and so, the, obviously, higher expenses, they're down 2% this morning.
1: Did they say overseas or domestic sales?
0: They did not say. Uh, okay. They just they just talked in general, costs going up, um, which, let's face it, we all know that, right? We're going to continue to battle that kind of stuff. Tesla, I guess we should do Tesla, right? Because everybody listen, watches that stock like crazy. It um, also came out, they uh, you know, they, they beat by 18 cents a share, revenue top forecast. However, they're getting beat up a little bit this morning because they said they will not introduce any new models this year, including the expected Cybertruck. They're going to just prioritize their current lineup and try to get stuff out in um, and, and a little better fashion, I guess. So they're up about a third of a percent today.
1: And, you know, really, and given all their herky-jerky supply you know, and, uh, and the assembly line reports as far as missing the numbers they expected to do, they seem to finally have their act together and put up the number of cars they're expected to. A little bit more conservative plan wouldn't be a bad thing for them, I'd wager.
0: No, it wouldn't at all. It wouldn't at all. I and mean, uh, let's finish with this one. My big winner today, Levi yeah. Strauss. <clears throat> Levi Strauss beat um, substantially on the top and bottom line. And uh, and doing well, they um, beat their annual forecast. They're trading up today 7.5%.
1: Wow, there is some good news out there. Yeah. Re- resetting the table, we ended up going down yesterday. It was an up day until the Fed decision was uh, discussed by Jay Paulson. Dow was down by 130, the uh, S&P 6.5, and, and the NASDAQ eked out a uh, $2.8 uh, gain, which ain't big, but it's nice to see some green. Good economic news this morning, Philip. Do we have green ink leading into the time the market's open? You know,
0: we really do, Dave. It is uh, It has bounced up pretty nicely this morning. The Dow's up um, almost four-tenths of a percent. That's $131. The uh, S&P 500 is up almost, uh, well, a little over six-tenths of a percent, $28. NASDAQ 100 is up almost nine-tenths. That's $125. So everything's looking really good there. Man, the commodities front uh, is kind of a mixed bag this morning. Silver's down another 3.6%, back down below $23 an ounce. And gold is down 1.5%. It is trying to just barely keep its head above $1,800. It's $1,801 an ounce right now. And then your favorite of all things, crude oil. Uh, Up, 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 1%. To $88.28, it's trying to get to 89 there.
1: What do you say about Tesla again? (laughs) 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 Overseas markets, we had a negative day on the Asian rim. Uh, They looked at our Fed decision and said, oh, boy, this country's going to go quiet for a little while. So they were all trading down. Uh, European markets, on the other hand, are kind of mixed halfway through their trading day. Germany's off by a tinge, but British and French markets are both up. And uh, in the case of British markets, substantially halfway through their day. Advice always needed, and we've been talking about volatility. I was calling it a four-letter word yesterday, Philip. When it's in your retirement portfolio, it is. How do I find you to get it out?
0: You know, Dave, that's why it's so important to figure out what your risk is and how it applies to you. And that's why we developed our core retirement design to help folks really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highland's News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: You are one of our best spokesmen for that new (laughs) FM signal. I love it, my friend. Have a great weekend. I gather I'm at a solo tomorrow and I got a whole bunch of biggins because Apple reports after the close tonight.
0: Yeah, so look, you've got a lot of good stuff to talk about, along with a few economic numbers coming out tomorrow that are going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, there's some big ones coming out, so be here tomorrow, even though I'm soloing. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you on Monday, all right?
0: All right, buddy. Take care.
1: Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You-
0: hey, folks. I really want you to know. I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, I will be out the next uh, day or so, uh, as Dave said. So I hope that you'll tune in tomorrow to him and uh, and catch us again on Tuesday through this Facebook programming. Hey, have a great day. Remember, volatility is risk. You need to know what it is. That's why we have a core retirement design. Take care. I'll talk to you soon.